0: All right, it is the Daily Autism Radio Show, officially into the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That just, blink of an eye. Here we are.
1: It's almost the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this year is just flown by.
0: Yeah, I feel like we say that every year, but there's got to be a science to how, to how when you get to the holidays, everything just seems like it, it just flies right by, and then all of a sudden you're here. I know. Of course, um, you know, dealing with, um, you know, special needs and the challenges of of a child with autism and everything like that. I think the holidays are, you know, they're obviously very different than from, you know, typical families and and the challenges and the worries. Um, You know, we just had Thanksgiving and uh, I think that like that's always a reminder getting into the holiday season of, your holidays aren't necessarily going to be the holidays of your, even your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, everyone's, you know what I mean? It's just like you see what those people are doing and you're like, yeah, we couldn't pull that off.
1: Yeah, ours is very small and we have little expectation of what to expect, you know? Yeah. He actually had a really good Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving was good. I mean, we, we never know what to expect, like you said, going into it, but we made some decisions too, which I think a lot of special needs families at one point you just have to face, um, you know, we didn't do the super traditional, you know, first off, we don't have, you know, family that comes over, right. um, which used to, I think kind of bum me out, but now I'm kind of like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> because that would just be something different for him. I don't know how he would take that
1: yeah, his probably almost least favorite holiday, I would say is Christmas. Yeah. Like he does not like the wrapping paper and the presents. And he doesn't like the mess that comes with it, you
0: know? yeah. the idea too, of of somebody coming into the house. um you hear this actually from a lot of parents who have autistic kids at Santa Claus this is kind of scary for them. But ironically, a lot of these kids love Halloween. Yeah, so, so it's, which
1: he had a rough Halloween.
0: Yeah, he did have a rough Halloween. He loves the idea of Halloween, but the trick-or-treating aspect of it this past fall was was a little different. Real quick, I want to thank our title sponsor, uh, Tracy Slepcevic, and her book, Warrior Mom. You can go to warriormom.org and order the book. It is out now. Also, Tracy is hosting the first-ever Autism Health Summit, which you can get. Uh, go to autismhealth.com for tickets in San Antonio. That's coming in February. This is a once- Well, it's one of a kind, but it's the first one. So this is the inaugural summit. She's got like 30 speakers coming in. It's really going to be an awesome weekend. Uh, Like I said, great resort in San Antonio, autismhealth.com to get the tickets. And she is running um, a special right now on the ticketing. So take advantage of that at autismhealth.com. .com. So excited to go and do that. And it's a great event for parents, especially parents who are just kind of learning about this uh, this category of life.
1: And there's so much to learn. Yeah, yeah. Like but, always constantly learning.
0: Yeah, what I like is that it's it, this is really geared towards parents. So it's, you know, whether it's from the nutritional aspect, overall health, um, the psychology, or just the bonding with other parents and people, you know, which um, is important and meeting these people who have created these businesses around autism, I think is neat too, because I don't know. I always feel like you're doing this because it's a higher calling than just a business, Right. right? It's not just profit and loss. Sure. You have to have a, you know, you have to make money to have a successful business and to help people. But when it's like, Five o'clock, and you're just not turning out the lights because you actually care because you're involved. I think that means something. Yeah, so for sure, it's pretty cool. AutismHealth.com to get those tickets for that event in February. Um, so we talked a little bit about you know the the holidays and what it means, and you know it's funny. I, I if you go to DailyAutism.com, I put up a meme um, on the morning of Thanksgiving because you know anything traditional and like the word traditional and autism just not even related right like you can't have a tradition and expect to do it every year all year. you know what it's just it's this is not how it works so anyway I I had this meme I created this meme I thought it was pretty good it's like a a real traditional looking Thanksgiving table you know with like the, the the flowers and and the really like um, exotic china and the forks and the knives and the napkins, you know, and everything. It just it looks like what you would imagine, a very fancy, old-fashioned Thanksgiving table. But the dishes, instead of, you know, turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, it was pizza, chicken nuggets, <laughs> French fries. And mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. And, I, I you know, it's funny. I, I posted it in the comments that we've been getting. It's, first off you know, like you've hit a home run when the comments are like, oh my gosh, like this is what I, my table looks like today. I know. Um, but then when people are just like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I, we can't, you know, we can't do whatever, like what society expects you to do on Thanksgiving. Like that's just not special needs. It's not reality.
1: Right. You and know? you were like, if you know, you know.
0: Yeah. If you know, that's, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. true.
1: For some reason, aut- other people don't understand
0: autism and chicken nuggets. I, what a, what a, Bond that is. And all, pizza. And pizza and mac pizza's and cheese. Pizza's a big one. Yeah, pizza's a big one. And
1: I saw somebody wrote, We added spaghetti to our dinner. And he used to
0: eat spaghetti. Yeah, somebody wrote, um, Our Thanksgiving dinner for like 10 years has been spaghetti with chopped up hot dogs. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's, you know, that's. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, if the, you eat them separate. No, it was mixed together. Ew. Yeah.
1: That's gross.
0: Not really, because what's the difference between that and spaghetti and meatballs? I don't know. It just tastes different. (laughs) Well, it's saying spaghetti and hot dogs is weird, but, you know, know. but these kids, I mean, it's, it's just, this is, uh, you know, I mean, this is what, this is it, right? I will
1: say, yeah, I will say we had a bonfire and he ate a s'more for the first time. Yeah. He didn't have it roasted. He didn't want the marshmallow, like gooey.
0: He called it no no more gooey. Yeah. He didn't want it cooked. He just liked the regular. But But that was
1: good to combine them together. It
0: was good too. And it was great for him to see the other kids, you know, having fun, being together, um, you know, it's hard to do like the family stuff all together at once. It's yeah. just hard. Um, but that was kind of a really cool moment with all the kids around the bonfire and, um, you know, them just kind of doing kid family Thanksgiving stuff.
1: It was nice. Everyone to, was together. Yeah.
0: With him to see it. But, you know, it's, um, it's really interesting though. Cause when you talk about, you know, the holidays, you do have to make a lot, you know, like we didn't do a traditional turkey yesterday. Uh, no. For Thanksgiving, just didn't do it. I mean, it's the first time we just, it's just something like that too. And that's what a lot of other people don't understand. Like you just, even like having a huge turkey, right? That's not something you do all the time. And this is a very routine centric lifestyle to see that huge turkey that could, you just, you know, that might be something that's just not, you know, yeah, trigger. yeah. Plus all of the noise, uh, um, making all of the sides, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all of the dishes, all, I mean, like, imagine if you had to do Thanksgiving every day. You'd be like, oh, I'm going crazy. It's too much work. Well, uh, you know, with with Cal and a lot of other autistic kids, they get into the every day. They get into the routine. They get into A plus B equals C. And when you start changing up that formula, you can cause a lot of anxiety And that's when kind of the meltdowns start to occur.
1: Well, actually, I could tell he was getting pretty anxious before Thanksgiving. So I I talked to him about it and I told him exactly what to expect. Yeah. Because he keeps hearing Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. He doesn't know what that means. So I told him exactly how the day was supposed to go.
0: Yeah. And so we did, you know, we did a beach walk yesterday because he loves the beach. And I I just figure like when it comes to the holidays and, and, you know, special needs families and everything, there's no point not to just do what makes your kids happy and where they feel good. Yeah. Now, a lot of you know typical parents are going to go, "Oh, you just want to do everything that make your kids happy," you know. Yeah. But these, you know, we wouldn't do that for our typical kids, right? Right. You know, right. we just we'd be like, "It's Thanksgiving, we're having a turkey, be with the family, have fun." But when you're talking about you know, um, you know, global developmental delay and autism and all these other things, it's just not it's not feasible, right? And, and it's also not it's not human, so. You know, a beach walk was absolutely great for him yesterday. Um, You know, eating a few French fries was great for him yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, he, you know, having a slice of pizza and he asked for breadsticks yesterday, which he doesn't always ask for, but sometimes he does. And so just customizing the holidays around your family and what's going to be peaceful makes it better. That's, that's all good. A lot of people yesterday on our social media platforms were like, we stopped uh, traveling to our uh, family, our family's houses because there's just not good environments for our kid. Yeah. We just can't handle it.
1: Yeah. Like you were talking about missing the family, like the big social gathering, you know, for Thanksgiving and, and because of him, but that that won't work, you know, it wouldn't work anymore. It wouldn't work. No. Yeah.
0: And and especially, but I will, and we don't travel. Yeah. But I'll give credit to, to people who, um, are, you know, who do say, I mean, there was a couple of people yesterday on, on, I think Facebook who are going, you know, our in-laws have really adjusted over the last several years and they make a great environment for our for our kid, you know, and that's really cool and really good and really appreciated. Probably more than people think. Right. If you're a grandparent, aunt, uncle, friend, and you're really taking the extra time and going the extra couple of miles, you have no idea how much that's appreciated. Like yeah. You have no idea, you know?
1: Yeah, because we don't have a lot of support when it comes to that.
0: None. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yeah, no support. And so that does get tough around the holidays. And and I feel for all the other families out there that are in our, you know, in our boat. But at the same time, for the ones that have great support from other family members, that's awesome. I mean, that's, it's just so appreciated.
1: Yeah, it is hard.
0: Especially around the holidays and especially when you have other kids. And they're kind of wanting that holiday experience. And um, it's pretty neat. But at the end of the day, you've got to do what's right for you and your kids. And I just, you know, most of what I saw yesterday on social media was, we just don't do the typical holiday stuff anymore. It's not worth it. Like our child doesn't like it. So why force it? And I said, exactly right. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, even with um, like birthdays, our, our whole birthday celebration has changed. You know, we yeah. keep it very quiet. He doesn't want to hear the birthday song. But then, as far as the holi- holidays go, like we're not going to Christmas parties, you know? No. There's a lot that we have to sacrifice.
0: Yeah. You know? No. Yeah, we don't go places. We also don't host things either. So it's kind of because a lot of people say, well, just stay home and have people over. Well, it's, again, it's a change in the environment.
1: He wouldn't want a lot of people Exactly. In the house. Yeah. Whether
0: you go somewhere or have people here, it's a massive change. It's not the everyday routine. And you have to be, um, you know, you got to be respectful of that. And, um, but overall, I think there's a lot of peace when you realize, hey, these are the holidays for us now. That's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the holidays. We also, too, I'll say we don't get stressed out about all this. You know, I, I've already heard people. Oh, my gosh, I've got to race out this weekend and get the Black Friday deals. And I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I'm trying to keep track of what I've ordered from Amazon, what's shown up, how, what hasn't shown up. And I'm like, ah, you're going to you're really allowing this season to do this to you. Like, really, this is what you're, this is the state you're going to be in for the next 30 days. You're chaotic and stressed out and angry and tired and emotional. Like you're voluntarily doing this to yourself.
1: Yeah. You know, everybody is. And 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 that stuff doesn't even cross my mind.
0: We don't even just... At all. I see those people and it, it... It really is like the saying, I know it's an old saying, but running around, you know, like a chicken with their head cut off, but it's literally what these people are doing, but they're voluntarily signing up for that.
1: Yeah. And they're getting up at like three o'clock in the morning.
0: And not to mention the hundreds and thousands of dollars you're spending on stuff. Oh yeah. You know, even in this massive inflation uh, world that we live in, it's crazy. It's like, it's like even with inflation out of control, that hasn't inspired you to like tame, tame this down a little bit. I know. You know what I mean? Like tone it all down. No, people are still going crazy and spending the money. I'm like, so you're spending more money and going just as crazy. That's weird. I <laughs> Lots just, of money. Yeah. So that's one thing I think about the whole special needs, um, you know, lifestyle that's, that's been, I don't know what the word is to be quite honest with you, but. I guess maybe enlightening of like, we're just not going to worry about it. You know, we we don't, Cal doesn't want to see a big Christmas tree come through the things. He doesn't want to see presents stacked up. He doesn't want um, our house totally decorated, you know, and, 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 and on Christmas Day, for some reason, everybody has like this one outfit. It's like a sweater, and I mean, I mean, he doesn't want any of that stuff. No, you know? but
1: that's the, been the biggest adjustment for our kids is not having a Christmas tree. Yeah, last year I did not put up the Christmas tree at all, mm-hmm. and so the kids did it the night before. Yeah, like when he was sleeping, they put it up Christmas Eve,
0: and that was a risk,
1: a small one. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had this idea about a hanging Christmas tree from the ceiling, an upside down Christmas tree. A lot of the kids, um. You know, with autism, they'll pull the tree, they'll pull the things off, they'll break the tree, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. some, something that, that they don't really want it to be around, usually, not all the time. Uh, but the, him, thats he doesn't like it, and he has pushed it down before, and he's, you know, pointed at it and said it made him sad and everything. I was like, what if we hung it from the ceiling so he couldn't touch it?
1: You can't really have the ornaments on there then. No, but I do but you like can have a hanging Christmas tree. I do like the idea of it though, because you've heard with autism, it's seeing the world upside down, right? And, and so that kind of makes sense. Yeah,
0: it's like the Stranger Things upside down world, and so we could hang all the stuff upside down from the ceiling, and <laughs> call it an upside down Christmas.
1: Well, if you can figure that out, we can do That's
0: it. That's not happening. I am not <laughs> have time to figure out how to hang a tree up. I don't even I don't even have if I could put up a regular tree right s- side standing up, much less hang it from the ceiling. <laughs> could you imagine though, people?
1: Well, I think it. Could I think you imagine it's cool. What,
0: people already think we're weird. Do you imagine they'd be like, they've hung a Christmas tree upside down from their ceiling.
1: Well, guess what? Our whole world has changed. <laughs> upside so. down, yeah, we are. Um, I did used to have a tradition of getting the kids these special ornaments, um, yeah. like glass, beautiful ornaments, and I stopped it Stop. because he would just break them. Yeah,
0: so, he did. So, so our would,
1: kids definitely have, their life has changed for sure.
0: Everything has become more casual, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see, I guess in the next three, four years, how, I don't know, how we all feel about that and the holidays and everything. But at the end of the day, it's all being done for him. And to, and to, to, you know, honestly, his, his happiness and his peace, um, I don't know. It's not yeah. worth there's the a lot of There's a lot of judgment out there, with special needs families. And, and it's funny because you look at the holidays and the words are, you know, happiness and peace and joy and whatever. And then you have to make these decisions. And you do catch some of that from people being like, oh, I wouldn't do that. It's Christmas. It's a tradition. It's like, well, this is also life. You know, yeah. so it's also it, it, it's also life. Um, I want to thank Technology North and the very hard and important work from their CEO, Ling Huang. Ling has uh, developed a, a really just fascinating and meaningful, not only technology, but environment for young adults on the spectrum. And he was inspired by, I mean, it's the best inspiration ever. He was inspired by his son, Brian. And so um, I want you to go to Technology North and and, and check out the work that they're doing, technologynorth.net. Um, Ling is getting a lot of attention for finding, like I said, a very purposeful, way for these young adults to not just have employment, but be included in an environment where they're, they're getting training, which I think is just awesome, because that's so hard to do. But they're also completing these tasks. So, you know, they're creating a system of business. And they're earning money. You know yeah, what I mean? Awesome. They're earning money. They're earning money. And, and that's really the big part of the lifestyle you become a young adult on the spectrum that we all worry. I actually didn't worry about till I really started talking to Ling. But it's so true. I mean, we all think these kids are going to stay three, four, five, six. It's not true. I know. <laughs> 10 years is going to fly by. They're going to be, be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You're going to go, what now? What now? And so Ling is working hard, um, him and his partners, to, um, to really spread this... It really is kind of a movement, you know, and it's really cool. TechnologyNorth.net, and uh, our thanks to Ling for that. Also, uh, locally here in the Tampa Bay area, our friends at the original Krabby Bills, it is the holiday. This is my favorite time, and we tell special needs families, please, as much as you can, I know it's hard. We know it's hard. We would love to go out and be more social. It's scary sometimes to leave your child, you know, but gosh, that hour or two hours at Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, are you kidding me? That is... That is... The chicken soup for the soul. You know what I <laughs> it mean? It does make a difference. Oh my it gosh. Just, you
1: can just like uh, what's the word? Like it makes you feel better. Like it, you and like fresh start it's, of the day. It
0: is the it's the unplug. Yes. You can just kind of unplug. And we're lucky to to live here and, and and live by Krabby Bills and their concepts um all up and down the Tampa Bay area. But anyway, the holiday seasons here. It's really my favorite time at the original Krabby Bills. I don't know why. Everybody's happy, everybody's traveling down. You know, from up north and, and the snowbirds and the tourists. It's just nice to see everybody together having fun, eating great food, enjoying great happy hours. So thanks for the partnership and the support from the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach. So much of our audience is here. And so I know that they go and they support Krabby Bills. But then we've got this really massively growing audience nationwide and you'll come vacation here. So make sure you put Krabby Bills on, on the spot to go. Yeah. Um, Really, really happy that we uh, are able to go and recharge there. At yeah, recharge. Crabby. Re- that's what you're that's, thinking. Of, yes. Yeah, I said unplug. I'm and re- like re... But it's funny how it all means the same thing. I know. Unplugging and recharging are the same thing. But you can't recharge as you unplug. And if you unplug, how could you recharge? <laughs> but it means the same thing yeah, for us. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, It's interesting about, real quick, too, I do want to say, because we mentioned Ling and Technology North, there's a documentary out there called Cliff 20. I want you to go check it out on YouTube. We're actually going to play the audio of it here coming up in about six or seven minutes. It's really in the spirit of Thanksgiving and being thankful, what Ling has has done. And this is kind of a, again, it's about a 20, 25 minute of what he's done. But you can hear the thankfulness in the families that are partnering with Ling attempting to become of the techno uh, become a part of the technology and again the environment the lifestyle that he's created so we are gonna we are gonna play that here coming up in um, five or six minutes and I, I'm in the spirit I think of being thankful you know I think it's really appropriate to hear something like that
1: yeah it's very moving
0: it is and if you're a part of this life even if you're not a part of this lifestyle I think you can hear in the parents who have discovered what Ling has created, how much this means to them. Mm-hmm. I always say, I love this for the kids. I love, I love it for the young adults. But I love it 10x for the parents who go to bed at night worried worry and wake up worrying. Yeah, I tell people all the time, do you know what it's like to go to bed worried and wake up worried? And most people go, no. And I said, you don't ever want to. You know, so.
1: Yeah, we worry so much about him that we can't it's, get chaotic in the holidays. Yeah.
0: You know it is almost impossible to get stressed out about about those other things um and you know so and just a just a recap dailyautism.com is um how you connect to us on social media um and again you know whether your platforms facebook instagram tiktok linkedin uh, america's autism hotline you know we're, we're there uh something great for the holidays coming up angel sense and this wearable technology people ask all the time you worry about eloping and these kids running well AngelSense.com has figured that out. I want you to check out their technology, their wearable devices, where you literally can track to the two-foot radius where these kids are. Also, what's great is you can tap in and listen to their environment, which is really important. And on top of that, you can communicate with them. And the children don't need to do anything. They can just talk back. Mm -hmm. Um, If your child is nonverbal, like I said, you can um, track exactly where they are and what's going on in their environment. AngelSense.com uh, great partners in this. They, um, that technology is pretty awesome. I got to tell you when, when I, when I got into their app and I was like, Oh, there's the device. And here we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is incredible.
0: Unbelievable. Um, so we've got kind of a cool thing coming. I know we're not going to talk a lot about this, but Melissa, I've got to give her a lot of credit has been moved the last year to really create something cool for kids. Um, can't say a lot about it. (laughs) Other than we're almost there. Yes, it's coming soon. But I think
1: it's very important to create things for these children that don't exist. Yes, you know, and that's kind of what Ling did too. I mean, he created this space for the older kids. You know.
0: Yeah, it's um. So
1: if you need something for your kid and it doesn't exist, then I'm like create it.
0: Yeah. Well, we talked about it before too. I think special needs parents we develop these secret, almost like secret skills. Which in the, in the beginning feels like stress and, and, and maybe maybe like a, like a lack of fortune or bad luck. but it's not because when you think about the skills you develop as a special needs parent, you're almost unstoppable. Oh, you're yeah. constantly creating the answer to the next problem. You're getting ready for it, the muscle memory is there. So um, although it's like we can't say too much about it, but but we've created this um, this space that we think is going to be really cool for these families. Um, And we're almost there.
1: Yes. I'm super excited about it. And I just think our world has changed so much. I always say it's Cal's world and we're living in it, you know? That's right. And we're home so much. And you do feel the isolation. Yeah. You know, it's just, we're home more than we've ever been. It's true.
0: It's true. Um, Fun Factory Sensory Gym, they... uh, uh, if you are at all involved in the sensory autism spectrum, um, I want you to go to funfactorysensorygym.com. They design these, um, I, I don't want to say gym because it's they design this world for these kids who you would get most of these experiences outside. They bring them indoors, therapy centers, churches, hospitals, um, people's homes. You can have schools, them design schools. School. Yeah. Um, you can have these designed inside your basement or your attic or, you know, whatever, gym.com. Check out their creations. Also our friends at the Lift Academy in Clearwater, Florida. They've got some awesome events coming up. Um, they've actually got, I, I mean, I was just on their website. They've got a few things coming up um, that, that are really big. Lyftfl.org. This is a phenomenal organization that have helped so many neurodiverse families. Um, so I invite you to check them out. Lyftfl.org. All right, I'm going to get to the uh, audio of Cliff 20, which is just an awesome, awesome documentary um, about these young adults on the spectrum and what Ling has created at Technology North, really giving inspiration and hope to these families. Uh, Also, it's so important. It's so important. These special needs kids, so many of them, like Cal included, they're not potty trained on time. It's, it's just not like your neurotypical kids. And so AeroFlowUrology.com, um, they may be able to provide you with free incontinence products, which includes diapers, and it may be 100% covered by Medicaid. They're also delivered right to your door. Think about not having to race out to the grocery store.
1: Yeah. And it's, they're a comfortable size for him too.
0: Yeah. And a good quality. Right. Cause you worry about that too. Right. I mean, with you know, obviously what typers do, you can't have them, you know, breaking down and, and things like that. So, um, thank you again, Aeroflow Urology. You can go to dailyautism.com and you can get the links to all of our partners. Uh, dailyautism.com also connect with us on our social media platforms. And again, on LinkedIn, we do a biweekly newsletter, um, that we really just uh, have a great communication with a lot of these these families. So with that, dailyautism.com, we look forward to connecting you there. I want to get into the audio of Cliff 20. And again, you can find this on YouTube if you search Cliff 20 uh, and, and hear about what Ling has created for these special needs families and these young adults on the spectrum. Here is the
2: beginning of that Cliff 20. This world isn't made for me. Every day is unknown territory, and it's a slow and challenging climb. I'm nervous with every step that I take, but a hand always reaches out and guides me through. I am here at a standstill looking over this cliff. I don't have any more heights to reach, no more room to climb. The ground is no longer in front to take a step. Do I really have nothing more to achieve? Has the peak of all my potential been reached? All the world expects of me is over, and I'm only 20.
3: You find yourself halfway up the cliff, holding on for, uh, you know, with all your fingertips, hoping that you're not uh, not gonna fall because you're not trusting any longer the safety of the rope.
4: I feel like I'm in the middle in the ocean, but it's all dark.
3: They always said it was gonna be different, but
5: you never realize actually how different it's gonna be.
3: It's just a constant worry, right? And it's insidious, it's in the back of your mind, it's always in the back of your mind. It's a, a, a canary in our coal mine as, that as a society, we are not as prepared for all to participate. Happy
5: birthday to you. Can you blow out the candles?
6: Connor and Aiden are turning 20, and the adult world now awaits. Will university or a first job be next, or maybe traveling the world? all the exciting possibilities of what should lie next for men turning 20 have instead filled their dad with fear.
5: Everybody wants their child to be happy, healthy, and not that my kids aren't happy and healthy, but are they gonna have experiences that we all have the opportunity to experience in life? That's really hard, and I still struggle a lot with seeing their future.
6: Connor was just three when he was diagnosed on the spectrum with autism, a condition not understood at the time. Interventions started early with professionals filling the henshell home, all with recommendations and expert advice of how to give him the best chance to fit into the world.
5: There's always been that sort of guilt of mourning that, even though I'm grateful for what I have, there is obviously, there's things that was missing that I wasn't gonna have because of the boy's diagnosis and that just wasn't gonna be normal for me. It was hard and it took me a long time to digest that. The lack of acceptance and understanding of who they were from our supports and people we really relied upon, that was hard. Really hard.
6: An autism diagnosis was also given to Connor's twin brother, Aiden. News that sent shockwaves through the family.
5: Family meant well, but I think they were like, are you sure they're gonna grow out of this? This is not really the reality of it. And so you start questioning whether it is real too, because the supports in your life are wondering too. So you're hearing this from professionals, you're trying to digest what reality is, but at the time, everybody wants to wish it away. But they're still my boys. If you want to meet a person that has that literally genuine, caring I'm not out to get you attitude, it's Connor. His brain would be such an interesting place to visit. He is kind of in that stereotypical, he loves numbers, he loves cars, he loves all these things that you hear about. And I think there must be some consistency and some routine behind that. That's why they find it relaxing and so that's why Connor loves that stuff. You gotta look natural, look at me. You gotta get into an acting thing, remember? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a photographic memory. He knows Pi, the the whole whatever it is. There's supposed to be some sort of um, pattern, but I think there's only a handful of people. He knows it, you have to stop him.
2: Yeah. And do you know who the goalies in Dallas still are?
5: Uh, goalies in Dallas
2: are? Ben Bishop?
5: Yeah! Let's go jump on the jump lead. Uh, yeah! Aiden is a beautiful soul who Taught me compassion, patience, understanding. That life is a beautiful thing every day. And that we can survive anything. James had the worst journey. And again, um, I wish I could have done differently things for him and protected him but I can't change the time and I can't go back.
6: <laughs> Today Aiden lives away from his family in a group home. His journey through the school system believed to have been a traumatic experience with allegations of abuse. He now has a new additional diagnosis of PTSD and needs constant professional care.
5: We've always been close and I get emotional with Aiden because some of the stuff that Aiden's gone through has been difficult to process. So um, and as a parent, you want to protect your children, and sometimes you feel like you fail that. A lot of these memory things are really hard on me because I don't know why I lost them. Because they're so important to me, but um, I know they were there and I and I feel them in my heart.
6: Warren spends a lot of time these days worrying about the future for his twin sons. North American statistics show only 2% on the spectrum will find work, leaving a staggering 98% unemployed.
5: My deepest fears are depression and that they don't feel they belong in this world. Them feeling alone, them becoming depressed. Um, They're smart, they're not unaware of how people think about them. And as they develop, they become more aware 20 years ago, it was, there's something wrong with them. We got to fix what's wrong with them. Not, oh, they have strengths in there. We build on that, we help them through things. It was now a deficit, fix those things. And that was the first part of their lives was I felt I was just fixing deficits and making sure that they weren't doing anything wrong rather than what were they doing right and what could we build on. I kind of was preparing for this marathon um, and kind of expecting the worst which makes your future look pretty bleak.
6: The hustle and bustle never end at Technology North in downtown Edmonton. The tech shop has innovated through the decades, evolving and keeping relevant in today's modern digital world has required big minds.
7: First things first, it's important. I. I stand on my ground to make myself happy.
6: At the core, 22-year-old Brian Wong is leading a special division of the company, beating production quotas and focusing on revolutionizing the digital world.
7: When I finished school, I learned how to design websites. Then it helped me to get a job. Kind of helped me to get a sense of what it's like to be a contributor.
6: Brian is quickly growing to be a company all-star, an achievement his dad did not see coming.
4: The physician says, uh, unfortunately, I have bad news for you. Uh, Brian have uh, autism. My first word was said, okay, what's next? The physician says, you don't really understand what does that mean, do you? I said, no, I don't. I say, I see my boy is just fine. He sits my lab and uh, interact with me as soon as uh, you know, you understand what this art is about. I feel like uh, someone using a big hammer hit you on the back. Uh, your son may have to live in the institution for the rest of his life.
2: Oh, no!
4: <laughs> there seems to be a pattern. If the parents are there actively involved, they seems to be paying more attention to it. And then if the parents is not, and uh, unfortunately, you know, they get their life behind. So we take a very aggressive approach to work with school. My wife is in the school every day, talk to teacher, talk to the aide, try to find out, you know, what was Brian missing. Look at your brother, It's kind of funny. One of the things we believe is uh, we don't want Brian to be behind because as soon as he's behind the first subject, he's going to be behind the second, third, fourth. So for us, it was, uh, you know, he finished school and right away we're doing that thing, the same thing at, a, at a home. Uh, after school and evenings, weekends, we just did whatever we can't to make sure Brian were never behind, never follow behind. But that was a lot of work.
7: Things were things were hard for me for many years. How I was, I was in constant pressure for tests and whatnot.
4: Brian was uh, not only frustrated, and uh, you can tell uh, sometimes Brian uh, try to pull in his hair because it was first for him as well. As he goes through the process, the teacher will say, well, we don't want Brian to be in the class for taking the exam because they are afraid Brian will take the class average below. And that was really hurting.
7: You can't please everyone.
4: In elementary school, he become a, a junior IT guy to help all the teachers. So anytime teacher have a subject of computer software, They will just say, automatically, Brian, help! And he will actually just go out to do that kind of stuff. I start asking myself a very simple question. What will Brian's life look like after high school? I already know Brian's not going to be fit into the normal workplace or normal school place. So I start experimenting with different things for Brian to do. Uh, Can Brian do this? Can Brian do this? And in fact, he can do a better job than my employees or other people and myself. So I say, oh my God, this is actually capabilities people on the artistic spectrum to have. But how do we turn that capabilities into something really people can use?
6: 27-year-old David Wilson also doesn't think this world is made for him. He's trying to carve out his place and find purpose.
8: So basically, on the days that I work, I wake up feeling excited and getting ready for the day. And so I get up, so I get out of bed, and then I go to the bathroom first, and then I make make breakfast,
3: then I get dressed, and then I'm looking forward to the day. For most people, driving to work is something they dread. And for David, it's something that he celebrates because it's a reflection of how far he's come. My grade eleven year, I was,
8: I was working to make, to make what's called a moolah, if not cash, autism. It's a part of who I am, and it does give me a special ability, uh, like have a, like have an excellent memory and. Uh, a chance for employers to, to recognize that I'm capable of, of doing good work.
6: David is part of that 2% who have been able to find employment, blazing a trail for others on the spectrum.
3: At the age of 20, they are now deemed, you know, in every jurisdiction in, in Canada to be in, uh, adults in the eyes of the, eyes of the law and that, uh, that they're individuals uh, that are uh, going to be able to be independent and supporting themselves. Of course, the, that's not always the case for kids that are diagnosed on the spectrum.
8: If I didn't have a job today, I would probably be, be sit at home watching TV or playing games most of the time.
3: When the child's four years old, five years old, Uh, There's all kinds of uh, supports in place, and those supports are in various measures of decay, if you will. As you're approaching this age of 20, there is no opportunity for my child to achieve that. And that's uh, what every parent, whether they realize it or not, that is what's in the back of their mind. What happens when my child's an adult? Will they be able to, and they start filling in the blanks, get a job? live independently, support themselves? Will they be okay? Will they be okay when I'm gone? We miss the mark on on the vast majority of kids that are on the spectrum. Not because they don't have the potential, not because we're bad people, just because we haven't calibrated to our expectation that this is what we should be doing. My child is not defined by his disability. My child has different ability and something to give and something to celebrate.
5: Well this morning is exciting, We, uh, through some of the community members and uh, getting to know the autism community we've heard of a fellow named Ling Wang who um, actually operates a tech company who has been helping out um, people on the spectrum so it's an opportunity to sort of meet someone who is actually interested in his abilities and finding out what he can do and whether he can contribute to his business.
4: Hi, there, How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome. Good. Take your North. Come on in, please. Don't come here. This room is our uh, document digitization quality assurance room.
6: Technology North started as a regular software tech company over 20 years ago. As Brian became more involved with his dad's company, they found a niche with a revolutionary focus of giving employees on the spectrum a supportive working environment.
4: When we received a diagnosis with autism in 2004, it was a one in 150 boys. That was the ratio. Now, the latest uh, prevalence, according to CDC, is one in every 44 child. You can see, right? hi. Say hi, Brian. Say hi, Hi.
6: Performance is measured here with state-of-the-art technology. Ling developed special software called Robocoach. The software alerts managers if an employee is needing special emotional assistance. It's become a safe and reassuring work environment for most adults on the spectrum. Today Connor will be assessed to see if he might be a good addition to the team.
5: So let's pick up ten, are you ready? One, One, two, two, three, three, four, four, five. five.
6: Each new employee begins with an evaluation of their level of willingness and ability to follow directions.
0: There we go, excellent.
6: So this test
4: is for two reasons. A, we test your hand movement. The second thing is we see if you are coachable.
5: The meeting with Ling was really good. brings a certain strength to this whole opportunity. He has a unique team that's supporting these folks. So for Connor, I can see the success there because I can see him trusting these people. So I feel that this type of environment would provide Connor with the security and the safety and the trust that he needs to be successful. Okay. I'll see you on the weekend. Yeah. Okay? Grab your bag. Okay. And you go for your workout. Thanks so much, Stephen. You're very welcome.
8: Some kids were mean to me, but then uh, along the way, s- some kids were were being friendly and decides uh, to tolerate with me. The real challenge with uh, autism is that it's uh, a challenge that some kids don't understand. We should uh, treat autism like as a natu- as a naturality. I mean, uh, show some respect and learn tolerance towards,
3: towards others. So the system is perplexing, it's confusing, it's fragmented.
4: As soon as a child becomes 18 years old, you are cut off all the fundings. The help you used to have, no more. We are hoping, we are waiting. Well, I say to myself, if everyone is hoping and waiting, Nothing's ever going to change. I realize there's something you need to, is to create a system. So the system can live outpace a single person's life. Once the system's in place, then people on the artisan spectrum is not dependent on one person anymore. They can work with the system on a perpetual basis. I know how to create a system. I have the capabilities, and also I'm a parent. I ask myself, if I don't do it, who's going to do it?
3: If we can figure out how do we do it for, you know, this population, with all the resources that are being brought to bear, if we can figure out how to find a solution for this population, the rising tide will lift all boats.
4: It's your duty to help other people because we are here to help each other.
6: Connor has been working on a trial basis with the A-Team digitizing documents. It's his first independent job in an office environment. Today, he and his dad will find out if he has a future on the A team.
4: This thing is also very exciting. Uh, we work with a Western Senior Center to starting a new project. Mm-hmm. If we can do a good work, we will probably get a lot of business in that area, right? Mm-hmm. And plus, we can help other people on the spectrum to find job and retain the job. Yes. Is that something very interesting? Yes. 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 So Warren, I want to uh, basically brief you on Connor's interview. Uh, I think Connor is very coachable. Uh, he does have a certain, you know, behavior. For example, we can tell he has a self-talking behavior, and that's something we have to work with you and to address that. But he does show a willingness to work with other people and follow the instructions. Those are the elements we look for. Uh, definitely, we give Connor a chance. During one or two, the first cohort or second cohort to have a calling in to start working with us. Come on in, Connor. Yes, we are the 18. Are We're we working on. together? Yeah. Yeah. yeah!
5: They can learn skills, we know that. They can learn how to do stuff. It's the confidence and being able to do that on their own. They haven't been given a lot of that support over the years, so this gives them a lot of opportunity, and I really like the fact that you also support them at different levels, whether it takes a little longer or not, you you may be surprised. But um, over time, if they build some confidence and stuff, I think we can only go upwards from there. Really appreciate this and yeah, look thanks. forward to seeing it. So yeah, I'll follow that's cool. you. That's cool. You go ahead there, boss. It's been good. I actually have seen some evolution in Connor's ability to sort of find a niche and find something and realize that he's employable. Uh, I know that sounds maybe hard to believe for most people, but. I don't think that he is recognized that he is something of value and that can actually contribute. So, I think by going through this process and by having the opportunity to do some further training outside of other things he has done has given him some more self-confidence and knowing that there is potential for him within our world in terms of being employed and being a part of a team.
2: It was great being at Lynx. What do you think? Is
5: it a good opportunity to do a job there? Yeah, it was. It sure is. That's good, are you excited? Yeah. It's nice to be a part of something, isn't it? Yeah. Anything else you feel about Ling? No, that's it. That's it? I think working with Ling and his team and recognizing that we can push the envelope and the boundaries and understanding that my son can contribute more has helped me a lot through this process too and giving me more confidence to know that he has a place as well. And I know this isn't meant to be about me, but it actually is a good feeling after all these years to know that Connor can work and be a part of a team and be a part of a company.
3: Maybe one day this will no longer be news. Maybe one day we'll be looking back and saying, well, of course, this child that has a diagnosis of autism can hold a job, drive a car, live on his own. All the things that we all take for granted. Autism is a a, a lifespan condition. It's going to affect into adolescence. It's going to affect into adulthood. It's going to affect into uh, the geriatric years. You plant the seeds you have faith that the the seeds will grow. They'll they'll, they'll germinate, they'll take root. What we do to help that most fragile of plants actually helps all the plants. We can protect that plant by growing a forest around it that that, that will shelter it, support it, give it encouragement, give it the role model to say, you can be that. And if you don't achieve this height, that's okay, because your job is to be you.
2: What if we all work to make that garden grow, helping the struggling seed? Maybe I won't grow to be as high as the others, or maybe I grow to be something you never imagined.
0: Again, that is Cliff 20. You can watch that entire documentary on YouTube. Just about 25 minutes, but just really well done. The audio, the, the cinematography, and of course, diving deep into the stories uh, of these families with young adults on the autism spectrum and how Ling Huang has created this technology and really this just meaningful, purposeful environment for these young adults to thrive. And again, he was inspired by... Uh, no better inspiration out there, uh, your own child. So, technologynorth.net. But really, I would, I would really, really recommend searching this out on YouTube, Cliff Twenty, uh, and sharing it with anybody you know um, who's maybe going through a diagnosis for their child, or um, you know, has already gone through that process, but is worrying, as we all do, about what life looks like as we move into the future. Cliff Twenty on YouTube, really, really well done. All right, as we wrap up uh, another radio show, again, thank you to all of our partners uh, that we discussed uh, and all the value that they uh, create inside our community. Again, we're online 24-7, dailyautism.com. You can connect with us on whatever social media platform you are most active on. Uh, Feel free to ask questions and uh, join along in the many conversations that we have week week after weekday after day really uh, across those social media platforms again online 24 7 dailyautism.com